Hey mama, if you're anything like me, you may have never wanted to be a mom. And maybe along with that, you experienced some birth trauma. I get it. I did. I never wanted to be a mom either. And that's why I created this just for you. So follow along on this journey as I share with you my real life experiences and tips and tricks and all the things to help encourage and empower you along the way. Hello. Happy Wednesday, Mama. I cannot believe this is our last episode of the Summit series we have had. This will be the seventh amazing episode. Um, This one is with Amy Lippert Hoffman. She is a twin mom who experienced a traumatic birth as well as a near-death experience, like life-threatening experience along the way. And her twins were born premature as well on top of everything else. So today we're really just closing this with a bang and we're wrapping this up with speaking on the importance of community. And I know you've heard me speak on this before personally. Um, We've had a couple episodes on it and you're likely going to hear a lot more about community coming up because it truly is key. You guys, community is key. And I know that we often hear that over and over and over. We hear that time and time again. And it's really easy not to embrace that for ourselves. And it's really easy when we've experienced trauma to just sink into our own own little world, to stay stuck in the darkness by ourselves, to stay lonesome and alone. Because honestly, that just feels like the best Um, when we, you know, hit those obstacles, when we're in the thick of it, right? Like, let's be real. And especially as introverts. So I, I was a major introvert coming into motherhood. Um, After I experienced my trauma, I was already such an introvert and I wanted nothing more than to keep to myself. I just simply wanted to talk to God and keep to myself Honestly, like I wasn't even as open with my own husband as I could have been. Like I shared things, but I definitely was not as open as I could have been. It wasn't until I came to acknowledge and realize that if I continued on that path, that it would be destructive, that it would, things would get worse, that I would just live a darker and darker life, that I would not be able to move forward, right? So I, I didn't have that community to turn to. Yes, I had a great support system. I had like that handful of really close family and friends who I could speak with and share things with, but I didn't have an actual community to turn to, okay? So I went and created one. And what that looked like was having moms come together who could relate to one another, who could share stories vulnerably, share their experiences, share their deepest, darkest thoughts without judgment, right? Because I think so often we forget or don't even realize how crucial simply speaking about what happened um, is and and speaking on the things that are hard and speaking on the, the icky, the not so great, the not so glamorous, right? And we just had an episode a few episodes back with 
with Dina, um, founder of Like a Mother Co. Please go back and listen to that episode if you missed it. But she speaks all about normalizing the yuck. Like that is her mission to help normalize the yuck in postpartum. And along with that, I mean, that that plays into birth trauma too, right? Because there's so much more that not only comes, I mean, when we're talking about the postpartum, that's hard enough. Throw in a traumatic birth experience and, oh, you have got a mess going, right? And it wasn't until I was in that community of women who I grew to trust, to know, to love, and to trust, right? We often hear that too, that we need to build that no like and trust factor, right? And it's so true. Like, yes, we eventually need to be vulnerable and transparent, not only with ourselves, but with others, because that's the only way we're going to break stigmas. That's the only way we're going to normalize things. That's the only way we're going to move forward to the fullest extent, right? Um, <clears throat> so you have to have community in order to do that. And we were created to function together. God did not create us to function alone. He literally created humanity to work together and to encourage one another, to empower each other, to lift each other up, to edify one another in him with his truths and promises. And Amy today, or in this episode, shares all about the real life, vulnerable, icky stuff, what she experienced. But she also shares the power of community, of the group she was part of, of the the therapy she ended up getting and just normalizing getting help and speaking up and out. And she speaks on creating, cultivating her own community and helping mom, being a voice for moms who aren't yet ready to speak up, who aren't yet ready to share vulnerably, right? Because that's really difficult. We know that. And so she is opening doors to allow that to happen. So today's episode is just going to be so amazing. Um, I, I just hope and pray that you get as much out of it as I did. And I just want to remind you of, you know, not taking community for granted, to actually embrace it for yourself and join a community if you are not part of one or create one if you'd rather. Um, And I'm, Amy and I are both here to support you in that and through that and with that. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And this is just your gentle reminder as well before we get into the episode to take a couple minutes in gratitude, to journal some some things you're grateful for, spend a few minutes in prayer, maybe write out a prayer of gratitude to God, whatever that looks like for you. Gratitude lifts the, the soul, it lifts our just our being, and it changes our mindset. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into this awesome episode with Amy. Welcome, Amy. I'm so grateful you're here, and I'm excited to chat about all things related to motherhood community. We speak all the time on the importance of community, especially in healing after a traumatic birth experience. And it's just always encouraging to a voice and expanding community opportunities. When we first connected, I just think we had to work alongside each other somehow, and now we get to do that with the faith-based virtual birth trauma summit this June. So that's super exciting, and you are playing a really awesome role in that because we'll be speaking on community and what we will be speaking on today. 
So for those of a mom of two, and after her experience with birth trauma, which included a life-threatening situation, she realized that twin moms, specifically in her area, were experiencing similar things. So she knew she had to start a community of some sort for support. But due to time constraints with having preemie twins and healing herself, she decided to start on social media, specifically on Instagram, which would also allow her to reach moms just like her across the world. And I know we will have moms listening in who will be able to relate to you. So Amy, would you mind sharing your birth experience with our listeners to give them a better understanding of what you experienced that led to your birth trauma? Uh, Absolutely. Um, My daughters were born at 34 weeks of gestation after my water broke at 33 and 5. So that was kind of um, a denial situation because the morning my water broke, I was like, oh, our babies will be born exactly one month from today. And instead, my water broke. Um, I had to sit in antipartum for two days while we waited for my plan C-section. And I know a lot of twin moms decide to opt for a C-section. And April is also C-section awareness month. So it's um, really important to talk about how um, when you're in a high-risk pregnancy, it usually does result in a C-section. My daughters were head down and Upon reflecting later, I wish I would have maybe gone for a natural birth, but at 34 weeks, a uh, C-section is safest. Um, unfortunately, my spinal did not work, and if anyone's a C-section mom, you know that that's a major surgery, and I could feel everything. Um, I was crying. I was hyperventilating. My sister-in-law was very scared. She was in the ER with me and she told the anesthesiologist because she had a C-section. She said, this isn't normal. Um, I don't know what's going on, but this is not what I experienced. Um, And from there, it just was, uh, got worse and worse because I was behind in my pain control. So I had uncontrolled pain for probably 48 hours. Um, And then after that, I started having intense gastric issues, which I was told was an ileus um, for a week. Well, two weeks, technically. And it was not actually an ileus. It was a massive um, abdominal uh, abscess that was almost septic by the time I made it to the hospital about two weeks after my daughters were born. So just a a lot, a big mess. Um, I was in the hospital for a total of 21 days from August to September. Um, And when I was readmitted on the 5th of September after my daughters were born, I felt very um, jilted by a lot of my doctors because they kept insisting it was one thing and they never um, did the diagnostic test that they needed to, which would have been um, a CT scan, which found the infection. So by the time I was readmitted, I was very upset that I had been told by multiple doctors that it was one diagnosis without actually doing any testing, and I could have died um, while my daughters were still in the NICU. It was a very scary situation, and we're just so thankful and blessed that I've made it to the other side now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, such a scary situation to be in in so many ways. And like you said, I mean, I've heard time and time again where doctors, you know, without doing necessary 
saying this come to this one conclusion without diagnostics and all these other things and assume it's something and then it becomes much worse or so often even worse the mom's not heard and they know there's something more serious like you're saying there was something bigger going on and they're not heard and then it comes to be so you know quite often this life-threatening thing and that is really really scary to see so i'm so glad that you came out of it you know stronger and it it was just a terrible experience so i'm sorry that you went through that um and i know in recent conversation you mentioned that you've gotten to a point now where you're comfortable talking about it and that you have found healing so what helped you to get to that point it was actually um I would say a variety of things. First off, a lot of the twin moms, um, we had a summer babies in Minneapolis group and I had uh, stayed connected with all the other twin moms in our like pre-baby group. And it just seemed like about 90% of us had all these medical complications, either straight immediately after birth or having to go to the hospital, including one of um, my husband's college friends. We had babies the same day she ended up going to the hospital I think about 48 hours after she was discharged and just talking to with all these moms I realized that there's something else going on here and I felt like the more we talk about it the more that we need to bring awareness to this and um, I also recognized right away that I had suffered birth trauma I think it was this absolute realization almost immediately after I had been discharged from the hospital a second time and I knew I had to find some resources that would help, um, whether that was uh, a therapist. Um, I ended up doing a month-long group therapy online um, group back in, was it February? That was really wonderful for me and to connect with other moms. Uh, they were specifically NICU moms because most NICU moms happen to have traumatic births. Um, that it was essential the common theme everybody recognizes is healing. You need to heal. Um, and for many people, the steps are all different. For me, it was talking with family and friends and then recognizing I needed more of a professional approach. And then I moved on to more of a group therapy session. And um, it's kind of to the point now where I'm more comfortable talking about my trauma. I don't feel like crying when I talk about my births anymore. And it's more of this um, acceptance and advocate uh, role that I have found myself into now. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then get right back into things. All right, Mama, you know how important holistic wellness is to me. And within holistic wellness, mental health, right? Maternal mental health. But here's the thing. We can't have optimal mental health, optimal body function, optimal focus, energy, any of it, unless our gut brain access is in check. Okay. And I am just so grateful to be partnered with the first ever mental wellness company. We hear about fitness companies. We hear about health and wellness companies, right? But never a mental wellness company. There has never been one before Amari Global. And I am just so grateful for them, for their products that have changed my life. From bet, like optimal gut health to mental focus, I am able to focus on tasks so much better than I used to be able to. My energy is steady throughout the day and I wake up with less mental fog 
That is huge as a mom, right? But let's talk a little bit about the trauma piece. So we know that gut health is directly correlated to trauma response, to healing from trauma, right? Because it's connected to the brain. They say that the gut is our second brain. So to be partnered with a company that puts mental wellness first and looks at the holistic wellness spectrum is incredible. I will put a link in the show notes for $10 off your first order through Amari Global. So save $10 by following that link. Go check out this mental wellness company and see what they have for you. All right, let's get back to the show. The multiple paths I've taken, I've now found myself more being um, a powerful advocate and a community connector. And I'm so thankful that that's kind of where I felt led to after everything that's happened yeah for sure so then how has growing your own community and sharing vulnerably allowed you to further heal now you mentioned that within like the preemie group you had the online therapy and all that but specifically speaking of the own community that you're helping to expand it's kind of amazing um I started this Instagram and I didn't really foresee having anyone I really didn't know follow my story at least not like within the first I don't know say five years or whatever how long it takes to grow like a a community like this um but almost instantly I would have mothers who I'd never met uh contact me and just tell me how meaningful it was to have somebody just speak so vulnerably um that they could have could really identify with me because I'm not a professional. Um, I'm just a normal mom and I just wanted to create a place for healing. And these moms really related to that. They just um, would message and say, you know, I really appreciate it and you've really helped. And it really does make a difference when you start creating this community, not just of people, you know, face to face, but like an online family almost. Um, and then I've actually had some close friends who I never realized had birth trauma continually message me and say, you know what, you've really empowered me. You've really helped me realize what had been going on in my own birth. You know, things didn't go as planned and acceptance and moving forward, including one friend whose oldest son is like 15 now. She's like, I had birth trauma for the last 15 years and I never knew. You know, and she's like, how powerful is that I can start working through those feelings that I've been holding on to for 15 years. That is really incredible to hear. And just the fact that you were able to turn your experience into more of an empowerment for yourself and others and open those doors for moms who, you know, different generations to be able to begin the healing process. And I think that's a really important point to touch on is, I think so often moms might might believe that because something was experienced like so long ago that it's either, you know, time has healed it and they're just, you know, they keep it suppressed or they don't need to rehash it because it was 15 years ago, 30 years ago. And I think it's really important to understand that there's so much related to suppressed and repressed trauma even from so long ago, especially that a body holds on to. So it's really amazing that you're opening those doors for moms of all generations to speak up and really cool that you're creating that community. 
Um, so I'm sure now that our listeners are wondering, what is community to you exactly? And how do you envision this community that you started? Um, honestly, I was really inspired by the group Dear NICU Mama. Um, it's very popular among uh, NICU moms and their NICU graduates. The fact that you, every week um, a mom is very vulnerable and able to share her story and give words of encouragement I thought that that was something so special and I had been looking for something similar for moms of birth trauma. And when I first initially uh, started She Will Heal, I thought it would be a great place for moms to share how they're healing um, with their trauma and sharing their own stories and little power nuggets of, you know what, I've been through this and it's okay and my family is thriving now and you can get to that point too. But the thing is, it takes, it could take a lot lifetime to heal from these wounds. And I want people to know that that's okay. And as more women share that, yes, it, this happened so long ago, but I'm still healing. And every day it gets better. I think that's so special and it helps us feel less alone. I think that's the biggest thing is we're, we're told that the day our child is born is supposed to be the best, greatest day on earth. And for a lot of us, it's painful, it's, it hurts, it's, it's dark, it's not this big bubbly TV show miracle, you know, so I think more, more moms Absolutely. need to hear that, more moms need to feel that they're not alone. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. You do not want to miss this, all right? So you keep hearing all these things about the Birth Trauma Summit of the year coming this June, the 1st and the 2nd, 2021, and there is so much reason for that. It's a two-day summit where we're going to cover not only how you can begin your healing journey after experiencing birth trauma, but how you can best support a mom who has experienced birth trauma. Because we know that's not always easy and it can feel uncomfortable. But more importantly, we are going to inform you. We are going to share with you healing modalities. We are going to make sure that you are equipped with all the tools, resources, practices, all the things for your healing journey, and for helping others. So again, you do not want to miss this. There are limited early bird tickets ending March 31st. So go save yourself a spot through the Eventbrite link in the show notes, or you can simply Google Eventbrite Virtual Faith-Based Birth Trauma Summit. And the it should be the first page that pops up. We can't wait to see you there and serve you in this way. Yeah, absolutely. And you are so right. Like, there is the stigma of your baby's born. You're supposed to be joyful. Nothing is supposed to come between the bond between you and the baby because your babies, your baby, your babies are here. Um, and it's really something that does need to be normalized. That it's, that's not always the case. It's not that you don't love them. It's just that there's, so much more that isn't being said or seen or understood. Um, so what is your encouragement to those listening in who feel hopeless and helpless in their trauma and they feel like they don't you know, have that community to turn to right now? I would say, I mean, the internet brings a lot of bad things. Don't get me started about that. But 
it does have a certain amount of anomaly, you know, where you can kind of fly under the radar and read stories and connect with people without having to open up with your family and friends if you feel embarrassed or if you feel sad or you feel like nobody's going to understand me. There's this community here and you reach out to us and we will love you and we will care for you and we will help you find the next steps you need to help healing. Um, you don't have to do this alone. And if you're not comfortable with any friends or family around you, you can come find us. You know, I will be here. I'll hold you. I will listen to you and I will make you feel validated because whatever happened in your birth story, if people say, well, at least your baby's healthy or at least, you know, you came on the other side, I will be here to say, yes, that's true. But also you're valid in feeling these feelings you have around your birth story and you're, it's normal and it's okay. And we'll be here every step of the way to help you heal. Yes, I love that. So for those wondering about your community specifically, how can people So I'm on them? Instagram only with um she will heal. Uh it's I need a it's a funny thing because uh it's like she will and then period and then heal and underscore underscore. Um my inbox is always open. I've had a lot of moms who've come into my inbox and I try to message you guys back as soon as possible. Um, and I'm also here if you're wanting to share your story in, uh, not on your own page, but on my page, just to kind of be cathartic. Um, I'm here to help you share if you want to open up to the community. Awesome. Do you have any other thoughts or advice you'd like to I would share? say I know that there's a lot of stigma around receiving therapy, but honestly, when it comes with trauma, um, People who are not specialized in uh, therapy, they can't come up with a, a plan to help you with your trauma. So if the community is helping you with the first step, helping you accept and acknowledge that you have pain, I would highly recommend you seek out a birth trauma therapist to kind of help you with the next steps um, with healing. I think that's essential partnership. Um, I cannot discredit how impactful having a professional is in your life to help you move forward. Yes, I love that. That's so true. And then how would you recommend people find a birth trauma therapist? Do you just use, would, would you recommend using Google and searching the one in their area or how would you Um, I actually had a friend who, um, he went around and called while I was still recovering at my uh, sister-in-law's house, he called a bunch of birth trauma specialists in my area and asked if they took my insurance. It was like the craziest thing. Um, I used um, Mother's Group too. My mom's a multiple local group. So if you're part of a local mom's group, they have so much good information. That's where I got the initial numbers for some great birth trauma therapists. Great. Awesome. Um, I will be sure to put all these things you're mentioning too into the show notes so that we, they don't have to, you know, <laughs> hear it and forget it. And we'll make sure that all these groups you've mentioned are in there. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. I just really appreciate you sharing your own experience and being there for moms and offering this community that you have, because it's, it's really important, like you said, to understand that you're not alone. And I think so often, we as moms who have experienced birth trauma, you know, logically we know we're not, alone, but it doesn't feel like it, especially when we're in the thick of it. 
um, and experiencing obstacles. And so just having that support system and getting engaged and becoming part of that community is really crucial. So thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I cannot express how wonderful it makes me feel when I uh, hear other moms are on the track of healing um, and they feel less alone because they found either my page or other pages that help them with their trauma. Cool. So I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to chatting with you later. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. You mama, you have the power to move forward. You have the power of choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to heal. You can choose to move forward.